Welcome to the Golden Mike Podcast, where personal growth simply isn't enough. I'm your host, Mark Cordone, a positive psychology coach, a do-gooder from the island of misfit toys who founded the Joy Revolution. Each week, I'll wrap with an extraordinary guest doing extraordinary things through their own revolutionary work to talk about the ups, downs, and all-arounds of life. It's my mission to provoke and empower you through increased joy and inspire you to spark your own revolution to change history for the better. Welcome to the most serious happiness podcast in this multiverse. Welcome to the Golden Mike Podcast. This Zoom revolution, so it's not a problem. <laughs> And with that said, what is shaking? It is Mark Cordone from the Golden Mike Podcast. Um, I hope everybody is doing well. I got another TEDx speaker from Ocala today. I got another one. This one should be super good. Why? Because he's in high school. Why? Because he's an entrepreneur. And why? Because he's also like a star-wide receiver. <laughs> Am I missing anything, Carson? I mean, I don't believe so, but thank you so much for having me on the podcast. <laughs> oh, you're so welcome, man. Congratulations on uh, TEDx uh, Ocala. Thank you so much. I'm extremely excited. It's always been one of the dreams of mine to be in a, a TEDx event. So thank you so much. So where are you right now in the process? Because I think around this time last year, I was uh, uh, pooping my pants. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I, I, I'm not necessarily the, uh, my mastery level is not that high when it comes to uh, memorization. So I have had, I have my speech written out and now mm-hmm. I'm just kind of in the memorization process. I have, it's about five and a half pages and I have about two and a half, no, yeah, about two and a half memorized. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. And then you remember, you'll remember the other three the day of. No, I did not say that, Manal. I did not say that. I do not, I do not encourage that. But l- let's talk here, man. So you're living in Puerto Rico, but you were, you were born in Norman and then sort of moved between Norman and, and, and Texas be- before going to um, Puerto Rico. Uh, what's your story behind that? Yeah, so I was born in Norman, Oklahoma in 2004. And then I moved mm-hmm. about two months to three months after that. I moved to Lubbock, Texas. And I lived in Lubbock for actually eight years. And then after Lubbock, I moved to Austin, Texas, lived in Austin, Texas for about two and a half. And now I, after Austin, I moved to San Juan, Puerto Rico, and have been living here for about I believe, seven years now. Right on. Well, what is it that has been the impetus for you to sort of island hop around the world? Well, uh, my parents, so we first moved to Austin because it was for my dad's like business. He, he's in the real estate business. Sure. So, and then for Puerto Rico, my family, we really wanted like a new experience because my mom, she learned Spanish in college in Guatemala. And my mom wanted my brother and I to graduate being bilingual. And so it was yeah. a new adventure and still inside of the United States, but, and it, it kind of just all aligned and we decided to move. It was a very <laughs> wild experience, but I mean, I, I think it was a great, I really love Puerto Rico. What, uh, what have been the lessons learned from um, actually living in multiple places for you? It's just really been able to meet new people and uh-huh. be able to find like, I don't know, just meeting new people and 
getting some common interest or in becoming friends with people from all different backgrounds. Right. Now, uh, now you started a lemonade, lemonade stand. I'm thinking that it's more than yes. like cups. Like you have like, you know, like uh, the powdered water, sugar water. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming it's well, better than that. But also it's not that bad if you have one because I'm kind of thirsty right now. <laughs> Yeah. So I actually, my first lemonade stand was actually in Lubbock, Texas on the back to school night at my school in first grade, like the summer before first grade. And we had fresh squeezed lemonade. And I what? mean, oh, I still remember the, how we first started with the hand juicers. And <laughs> I remember after about three lemons, your wrists and your arms would get so sore that you're just like, oh. And then after that, we finally got, went out when, my mom, she 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 was helping us out with the hand mm-hmm. juicer, but and my dad was too, and so we just decided like this is this is too much. We have to, so then we bought the electrical <laughs> juicer, and I mean that really that took production levels to the next that level. Took production I mean. levels to the next level. I love it. I love it. Um, in terms of the the places that you've been, is there one that you call home? I don't really know. Yeah. I've had that question asked to me several times before, and I just I I kind of see myself as. Being a Texas vegan is the best way to say it. A I Texas mean, vegan? No, a Texas vegan. Oh, Texas vegan. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that looks like something I'd order it from like Chili's. Give me a Texas vegan. Because I, I, I always say that you can take me out of Texas, but I'll always be Texan deep down <laughs> inside. And you can, I mean, I, you can take me out of Puerto Rico, but I'll always be Puerto Rican deep down inside. It's just how strong the two cultures are. It just kind of molded me who, who I am today. Oh, yeah. I can imagine, man. I can imagine because Texas football is a big deal. It's probably oh, bigger than it to say the least. Yeah. It's probably bigger than like um, the NFL at times. And then also at this. Had, yeah. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I was saying definitely. Yes, yeah. And, and, and then to go to such a rich culture uh, in Puerto Rico, um, I mean, you end up getting this array of experiences that I think it's a it's a privilege to be able to see the world through multiple eyes. I mean, it's just really been like enlightening, as you've been saying, how mm-hmm. just to learn kind of like. And I also I grew up on a farm and ranch in Lubbock, uh, outside of Lubbock, Texas, in Matador, Texas. So being able to be essentially a ranch kid and work cattle and plant trees, build fence and also be able to go to the beach and surf and skimboard oh, and amazing. it's really interesting being able to learn all these things and i'm really blessed actually so i i have to ask you can you uh rope a calf with your with your uh with a rope i cannot rope i'm not that good <laughs> I, i'm not rope a calf but i can definitely i i can ride a, i can definitely ride though whenever okay. i was young nice. whatever we used to do like uh like whenever we used to round up the cattle We'd always do like a little rodeo, and so I was—I'd be put on top of a cat, a little calf, and then just turn yeah. her loose. And I mean, it was a very grit-building experience. Maybe I'd say that to say the least. But <laughs> falling off, start crying—I mean, it hurt, but it's part I, I of mean, it. that's what—that's totally grit right there. You know, you're, you're oh, yeah. resilient. You get back up, and um, you know, you you have a passion to ride to ride the 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 bronco right completely fascinating um and now i want to know what with all these experiences what brings you or what called you to speak at a tedx well it's always kind of been the dream i i 
whenever I was younger, uh, my dad is very involved in this national organization called Lemonade Day. And uh-huh. there was the president of Lemonade Day at the time gave this TED talk about Lemonade Day. And I believe it was, <laughs> I don't remember what year Lemonade it was in. Lemonade Day, I love it. So but it, it, have you heard, it's a national, yeah, uh, I was, uh, I was young, yes. And I like went to this TED talk and I actually spilled lemonade at that TED talk. And <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. That's and, amazing. And so that kind of like sparked my first, that was like my first exposure uh-huh. to the TEDx organization. And kind of after okay. that, I always watch TED Talks. I always find them interesting. And I uh-huh. always wanted to do one. And then my mom asked me, hey, you want to do a TED Talk? Like, And I'm like, sure. And then she kind of showed me <laughs> where to go and what to fill out. And then I, I built out all the paperwork and got in contact with them at all. And I was doing a the, TED the Talk. The rest is history. The rest is history. The rest is history. Um, exactly. Bless you, man. It took me two. It took me two years to get into that uh, TEDx Ocala. So, um, you know, it's it must be something rich that you got up your sleeve. And now to the second part. It's. I think a lot of people are like, oh, you have a TEDx. That's great. Blah 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 blah. What about sort of the internal change or or, or some of the things that you want to feel as a result of the TED talk. You'll just keep going in a circle, right? Of, of wanting to pursue things yeah. unless you're, you're happy, right? Well, I'm really, so I'm really passionate about business, uh-huh. but kind of like my, I'd say like goal in life would per se would be to do something in the sports broadcasting uh-huh. industry or the, the business side of sports. And so essentially my dream, like, uh, are you familiar, are you familiar with Steve A. Smith? Stephen A. Smith? Of course, yes. I know Stephen A. Smith. Man. That that would essentially be my dream job right there to be a reporter, and because I'm also I'm a person that has very strong opinions about sports, essentially, and, and I think they're interesting opinions the majority of the time. So yeah, well, the thing is, I, I don't think it was Stephen A. who did this during Black Lives Matter, but there was an announcer that walked off the set. I, I think it's Sally. It, it, I don't know who. Wow. But like, I thought that was a great a great way to to uh walk out in solidarity you know you're, you're not just uh figureheads who are told what to say and he walked out i thought it was incredible incredible yeah um i mean uh-huh. what were you saying it's fine oh no no i, I was just saying it's incredible to, for them to be able to walk off in their voice and in their power you know yeah and really spread awareness like really show their opinions mm-hmm. and kind of promote change. Oh, totally. You know, and, and uh, you know, a, a lot of things when it comes to change oftentimes have to do with people in power. And uh, this gentleman recognized that, hey, he has power that a lot of people don't. And he walked off the stage in solidarity. I, I thought that was great. You know, are you with me? Are you with me? Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm with you. <laughs> so when it comes to your TED Talk, what is the, I guess, the through line, you know, because we talked about family, we talked about the things that you're uh, interested in, we talked about a lot of things. How does this all coalesce into your TED Talk? So in my TED Talk, I'm first talking about like, my business and lemonade stand, well, how I started in my lemonade stand uh, whenever I was young. And then tell like, Wait, saying how, how young were you with this lemonade stand? First lemonade stand. I was six year old, six years old, and my brother was seven. Oh my 
goodness. Yes. I, I wasn't making crap when I was when I was six years old. And it was funny. My brother and I, before this, before our lemonade stand, we had a couple, I don't know if they're illegitimate, but we got a new fridge <laughs> one day. And my brother and I thought it would be a great idea to cut out, you know, like the styrofoam packing, uh, like the, <laughs> you're supposed to keep it from, as we cut that up and taped it together and then went around to our neighbor's house selling modern art. That was our really <laughs> first business. But I thought it would be more engaging if I talked about eliminating Amazing, amazing. Hey, it's Mark. I hope you're digging the Golden Mike podcast. If you have or are just starting your own revolution fueled by joy, there's a site I created for you. If you, like me, believe that personal growth is simply not enough, if you, like me, are committed to changing history for the better in both micro and macro ways, check out joyrevolution.com. In there, you'll find an archive of our over 200 Golden Mike Live Facebook shows and, of course, our podcast that you're currently listening to. Check out the blogs highlighting how positive psychology and joy theory apply to your everyday life. There's even some cool clips from our Joy Revolution course geared towards influencers, speakers, writers, and change agents. It's all there. Go to joyrevolution.com. That's joyrevolution.com. Let's get back to the episode. modern art from i had no idea it here was is kind an of original rembrandt it was a business venture that my brother and i had i was probably five or yeah. i was probably five or six at the time but i mean it was uh -huh. i think it was actually that same summer and we saw it and my brother and i well like well i mean we see my parents making money <laughs> well why can't we and it was funny uh, and it sounds like your parents time, were pretty cool about heart. it uh, whenever they learned about our modern art venture they, they made us Return all of them. I think we made like two dollars. We sold it to our neighbors on the left. On modern art, surely. Yes, they were. They, oh, they thought goodness. that it was taking money from our because we have our neighbors at the time. Blessed, they were so. We had Bill and Shirley, I believe, on the left, and then right across from us, we had Pete and Susan. I don't remember if I got that mixed <laughs> up, but they they were so kind to my, my brother and I. Whenever we we were young, they'd always give us candy on Halloween, and it was I I mean they they liked the modern art <laughs> so. <laughs> oh my gosh i have never heard of an entrepreneurial journey where you're selling modern art like more props to you brother more props and i mean the thing is is i could easily ask if you're a business major but I, they don't have business classes in your school do they yeah, in high school they do not in high school have Economics, they have Econo economics yeah. classes, and then, yeah, and then, uh, what's it called? Accounting, but nothing like business, really, or like entrepreneurship. That's why I, oh. I also teach, uh, like, an entrepreneurship workshop for, like, the younger grades, like, the elementary grades in my school, like, trying to help them. It's like, I'm using, like, Lemonade Day, or the I organization kind of, I like, love it. I, I'm a strong believer that every kid should one day have their own business and kind of, so I mean, it's, you'll learn the business skills too, which are really, really important. But I mean, you learn so much more. I mean, you learn how to develop resilience, how to like build grit. It's just, 
that's that was like that's kind of like the the theme of my TED talk. But I, you know, yeah. grit's my jam, baby. You know, grit's my jam. I love it. The thing that I was most curious about was, yeah. Now, what are you doing with the entrepreneurial skills that that you've learned out of the classroom? Because so out of the classroom now, I have as I was saying. Well, this was pre-COVID. I had a. Uh, kind of like a workshop for grade second through sixth grade. I would teach with like Lemonade Day with like their material. I would teach entrepreneurship workshops. So I would kind of share my experiences and share what I learned. And essentially they teach these kids how to become an entrepreneur and what it takes and business skills. What would you say is the the biggest business skill that you've learned over um, the course of uh, what you've been doing with your your business? I think in business, there's really the main, I'd say, summary that how is just problem solving. Mm -hmm. How can you take someone's problem and solve it? So Mm -hmm. like with the lemonade stands, how can you take someone's problem of being thirsty and solving with a simple glass of lemonade or my fireworks business? How can you take (laughs) the problem of wanting to celebrate America's birthday and pop off some fireworks? And really, it's about the experience. just solving that problem. And, I mean, business is, I think, is all about problem solving. And you know what? I think sometimes people take um, that entrepreneurship too far and they, they get stuck in their own heads. And, and it's like, yes. here's the problem. Let me offer you the solution. Not like nine-step back-end program, coaching this, coaching. No, I'm going to show you how to make lemonade. <laughs> yeah. You know? And and I think that um, what I really like about um, I like a lot of things about you, man. But like what I really like about you is keeping like the lean startup, right? The 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 uh, keeping things um, super tight. Um, I, it's it makes sense for a lemonade stand or for another joint venture. Venture. Uh, it's it's really cool. Yeah, and I mean, I, I guess I don't know how to respond to that. I, I just feel like. All of those ventures have just been kind of like I've enjoyed them all. And through like learning and loving what I do and loving the businesses that I've had, I've mm-hmm. just learned a lot of skills and which have prepared me and yeah, made me who I am today. It, it, it definitely sounds like it, man. Um, so I, I don't want to go too far into the future because I don't like people living in the future because they forget about the now. But if you were to think about your trajectory, what's in line for you? I mean, Lemonade stand, entrepreneur, entrepreneur, um, wide receiver. Like, wh- what are we? What are we? What are we looking at? So my kind of I don't know idea per se in the future would go to college somewhere. I'm still I'm still trying to think about where I'd like to attend, but and focus mm-hmm. on uh, sports broadcasting, but also go to a college that has a really good business program also. And so let's say I go to yeah. college and. I really get into sports broadcasting, but I learned that I don't really like it. I could always just transfer yeah. and or business or investing. Those are kind of two things that also interest uh, me. Okay. And so cool. well, some of my ideas were like USC or I'm not really sure yet, but. Okay. Well, while you're, while you're down in Ocala, you might want to check out uh university of Florida. They got a pretty I, good, uh, they got a pretty good journalism program. Yeah, I definitely, I, I really, sh- I definitely should. Yes. Yeah, and it's just right up the road. I don't know if you know who Erin Andrews is. I actually do not know. Oh, okay. So, so she's she's a, a like sort of on the field sports uh, journalist, and, and she went to University of Florida as well. 
Wow. Dude, you're, you make me laugh and giddy and you make me like, you're incredible, man. And, and um, I feel like I could talk to you about like fireworks businesses and, <laughs> and yes. all this stuff for, for a lot longer. Um, but you, my friend, have earned, you have earned the, uh, the right to go to the bonus round. Are, are you willing to play? I think I'm willing to play. <laughs> okay. Sounds no one's pretty exciting. I'm excited. No, it's, it's, it's gripping. It's gripping, if I may say. Um, so all I want you to do is um, uh, tell me uh, how you embody joy, and I'm going to ask certain questions to prompt you. Now, uh, Joe Fern is over there in the producer's box. <laughs> With a thumbs up and a thumbs down. So he is the arbiter of your future here. So um, I'm, I'm ready to ask the first question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, let's do this. You ready, Joe Fern? He's ready. <laughs> so joy sounds like. I'd say it sounds like like a, a sound or like a, okay, I'd say it sounds like. Whee! Something <laughs> like that maybe. <laughs> That's kind of the interesting thing that came to my head. Like a wee. I'm looking at Joe Fern. Joe Fern's giving you a thumbs up right now. He's he's doing the wee too behind the behind the glass. Okay, joy <laughs> tastes like. I'd say joy just it, it's a very multitude of flavors. It's just not one flavor. It's very sweet but awesome and like like it just completely takes your tongue and like excites it. It's a very whoa. <laughs> I'd say like a sweet, but like, I don't know how to describe Joe it. Fern, Joe Fern is putting his, his thumbs up right now because he's got sherbet ice cream, like the rainbow, and he's putting pretzels on it. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. Rainbow ice cream. That's perfect. <laughs> Joe Fern just gave you another point for saying that. That's perfect. <laughs> Stop playing up to Joe Fern, all right? <laughs> <laughs> so you're I'll try I'll try so you're three of two you're three out of two you're actually breaking the game right now joy smells like do you know like the smell of whenever you just buy like a fresh bouquet of like an assortment of flowers <laughs> it's like it's just it's you it, it, it's like an assortment of flowers and it's kind of like one big aroma <laughs> it's like a, a nice it's a very nice flowery but so, so it's like the thing of flowers, you have a lot of different types of and flowers. It's fresh. So it's kind of like a mix smell. of all of the, it's fresh. Yeah. Exactly. Like the fresh new flowers right out of the water. <laughs> uh, Joe Fern, what do you? It gives you like the, ah. Uh. <laughs> Joe Fern gets it when you gave the, ah, uh, boom, <laughs> five for four. <laughs> you have officially broken the game, but we got one more question to go, to go. Joy feels like. I'd say. For joy, I think the best way to characterize really how joy feels is just an overload, like an over, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's the word, but like an overload of just complete and utter just awesomeness that you feel throughout your body. It's just, you feel <laughs> kind of running through your veins and it's just like a sensation of like, you know that like you're in perfect peak state and that you like, you feel just a complete awesomeness through your body and it just kind of light, it, it enlightens your soul and you just feel it throughout oh, your body my goodness uh, uh, joe fern has his you can't see this right now but um joe joe fern has his hands on his hips and he's got big aviator glasses on 
and he's giving you the yes. <laughs> so congratulations. You are the first to make it to the bonus round, my friend. Um, so what I do is uh, I have a program called the Joy Revolution. Um, now, the Joy Revolution can be one of two things. It can be the revolution of the heart, right? When you've been closed off and then you that heart like bleed joy. Or it can be a revolution of changing uh, our environment and that being led by joy. So Carson, what is your joy revolution? So just to clarify, uh, by joy revolution, were you meaning where your heart is just like, just essentially beating, coming out of your soul and coming out of your body and just like, overjoyed or am I? Yeah, that's, that's one of them, right? The, the second one is that you are already in joy and it's contagious. And you, you want to, you change sort of the status quo using that contagious joy. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes, sir. So, okay. So something in my life that get kind of, I'll just, for the first one, at least like the first definition of the joy revolution, something in my life that like gives me the joy revolution would definitely be probably like the feel, the feel, or the feel like playing football. I don't know. Every uh-huh. time that I just like step out on the field and just like, or just playing a sport and really excelling in it. So whether, whether it be football or basketball and just mm-hmm. whether it be like catching a really long pass that you just have to like extend your body or jumping up a, a, above someone and catching it over them. I mean, it just, yeah. you just feel it in your whole soul and body and it just makes your heart beat super in the, the emotion and then the animosity you're yeah. faced with the, throughout the game. And you're talking about so peak states and elevation, man, and flow. I love all I that mean, stuff. Yes. Um, hey, brother, I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to meet you. I'm uh, su- super in, excited. Yeah. Um, Two weeks about. I, I want you to come back. Don't be a stranger. If you want to come back on the show, just hit me up. You can always, like, it's like uh, Olive Garden. When you're here, you're family, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we have unlimited breadsticks as well. And the, how can we forget? <laughs> you had the unlimited breadstick. All right, y'all. For um, uh, on behalf of uh, Carson and I, um, for your sake, for my sake, for goodness' sake, start your revolution in love, in light, in shadows, and enjoy. See ya. I hope you enjoyed the Golden Mike podcast. There's more good stuff coming your way. But until the next episode, let's stay in touch, yes? Find us on Instagram as The Joy Rev, The Joy Rev, or communicate with like minded revolutionaries in our Facebook group. Search The Joy Revolution Underground. And of course, don't forget to check out the classes, articles, blogs, and some serious fun at joyrevolution.com. That's joyrevolution.com. Now, until then, What will you do to change history for the better? Let's go out and play, shall we? Press start to begin.